Welcome to Navigating the Spectrum with Michelle Portlock. I'm your host, Michelle Portlock, and I'm so happy to have you with me today. Today, my guest is Mary Mosier Status, and Mary is the owner of Rosie's Ranch. She runs Rosie's Ranch, and I wanted to talk to her today all about what Rosie's Ranch is, and I'm just excited to share. But before we get going, I want to tell you a little bit about Mary. Mary has three passions in life, spending time with her horses, teaching deaf children to communicate, and of course, her family. So Mary, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Michelle. It's a real exciting for me to be on this podcast. Well, it's great to have you. And I know about Mary because my youngest daughter is very passionate about horses. And so we came out and took a tour of Rosie's Ranch. Two summers ago, she wasn't quite old enough for the camp she wanted to do. But last summer, she was old enough and all of her dreams came true. (laughs) And she still carries around a picture of herself riding on Pachuco, the pony. (laughs) So, So I was so excited about Rosie's Ranch and wanted to ask you what inspired you to start and open Rosie's Ranch? Well, that's that's a really hard question to answer briefly (laughs) (laughs) because there's a lot of things that uh, in my life that came together for Rosie's Ranch. Mm -hmm. And the biggest one is that I used to be a school teacher Mm -hmm. and I did retire from the classroom. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I taught school, I taught special education and it was my heart's desire to have my students be mainstreamed into general education. And it was always so dependent on the receiving teacher. And it would break my heart on a regular basis when uh, my little students were not accepted. Mainstreaming, you know, people say they provide mainstream. And right now the big buzzword is inclusion. But so often kids aren't really included. Mm -hmm. They aren't really mainstream. They're sitting in a room with other children or they're playing on their own little section of the playground. But nobody's being friendly or nobody's really playing with them except for their own little special education class. Mm -hmm. And that's not mainstreaming. And if anything, it just turns our our students off to I don't want to be part of the community. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be part of this mean world. So I decided that um, after trying to do this for 20 years, that when I was looking at retirement, I wanted to look at a place that would join children and horses because I'm an avid horseback rider ever since my childhood. Mm -hmm. So I know the value of children and horses and how horses reach right into your soul and allow you to be a different person Mm -hmm. and um, put children and horses together and our community. So it's actually a a triad of kids with special needs, the community and the horses. You know, I I actually love that that was your goal to bring three parts of our community together. I add the horses as part of that community because quite honestly, I have loved horses since I was a little girl too. And I never owned any, but my grandpa did. And he would pick me up from time to time and take me to his home and we'd ride together. And I just developed this passion for horses. So I love that you include them in the triad. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. you have to, it's Rosie's ranch. That's what you're doing. 
It is, it, and it, it's uh, that's the second part that makes it Rosie's Ranch is mm. that every program we have, of which we have five different programs, mm-hmm. every program has a horse in the middle of it, in the in the middle between a child with special needs and a child without. Mm-hmm. So those those two children are are automatically bonded together and mm-hmm. become friends because they are learning how to care for someone other or something other than themselves. And it, it so encourages children who, you know, depending on their developmental process are all about me, <laughs> you know, sure. all about me. <laughs> and all of a sudden that shifts that mm-hmm. they, they cease to have a hard time shifting from all about me and worrying about just me to worrying about this pony and Mm -hmm. they feed the pony and they groom the pony and they take it outside and then they have a buddy to do it with. Mm -hmm. And this buddy may be deaf, blind, have down syndrome, have autism. There's it. Rosie's ranch did start off with featuring children with, um, that were deaf or hard of hearing Mm -hmm. because that's what I did. But you know, that, that really is a very small population when you compare it to the general public. Mm-hmm. And um, we soon realized that anyone with any kind of a communication barrier or difficulty or goal in life would benefit. Mm-hmm. So as far as being in our, our special needs um, population. So instead of saying just children with deafness, we branched out after even the first second year to say anyone with a special need that is centering around communication mm-hmm. because it horses are so inspiring that the children will start talking to each other when they normally wouldn't have so these these little friendships happen that mm-hmm. don't happen in school when you know little susie is being mainstreamed in the first grade class and she has Down syndrome, and she doesn't speak like everybody else, but nobody asks her to sit with her at lunch, and nobody goes to the library with her, and except for her paraprofessional that's with her. Mm-hmm. But here, when they are assigned, they don't know they're being assigned for that reason of a mm-hmm. child with special challenges and a child without. They're mm-hmm. just, they just think they're put together because they both like Pachuco. Or they both like Dallas. And so they become friends because they have an instant thing to talk about. Like, should we go groom, should we go groom Pachuco? And which hard, which, which brush should we use? And do you think he'll want more hay? And, and maybe we should give him a bath. And they are all of a sudden just best buddies. And Mm -hmm. when we ask kids at the end of camp, what did you like best? At least 50% 50% of the class says, I like making new friends. Oh. And the new friends include someone with special needs that they probably would not have approached um, just out there, either at school or in, in general public. Mm-hmm. I love that you found this method of inclusion that's very natural. It's just something that happens naturally through their experience. And I have to say that, I mean, I mentioned it earlier, but my daughter, you take pictures of them with the pony and oftentimes whoever's helping them with the pony or their little buddy that 
works on the pony or that helps with the pony with them. And she, you frame it too. It's Mm -hmm. framed. And so she has carried that around with her and she'll just hold it sometimes. And she says, I can't remember my friend's name, but I just remember she was so nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and I love that. And I just also want to mention that my child, I'm very open about this. She has sensory processing disorder. And so Rosie's ranch was extremely accommodating. She would show up in her shorts to the camp, but we all know we, we shouldn't get on a horse without jeans. And so we brought jeans that were about two sizes too big for her because that's all she could handle. And you were very accommodating to her needs. And so she played in her shorts. And when it was time to ride the pony, she was people helped her put her jeans on and she rode that pony and she was so proud of herself. Number one for riding the pony, but also for being able to handle a pair of jeans. (laughs) And I thought it was just twofold for her. And that was really special for me as her mom. And I just watched her grow in uh, confidence from that experience that she had, which maybe seemed small, but those experiences add up for our children. Mm-hmm. They sure do. And and, and there's a, a lot of benefits to being around horses. And, you know, for one, horses will trust people mm-hmm. and trust children. And when our little riders come that have had trust issues in the past, whether they've been abused or um, abandoned or a, a parent died or a traumatic loss of, of some sort, mm-hmm. they they question trust and they question who can they trust because it's been kind of ripped out from underneath them. Mm-hmm. And the horses and the ponies will absolutely embrace them. And they can learn then that maybe they could trust someone. At least they mm-hmm. can trust the pony. And maybe mm-hmm. that will transfer. I'm not saying it would happen in a summer or in a ride, but mm-hmm. um, at least they learned that, that maybe the community isn't as scary or as dangerous or as mean as they thought. And, and that goes for the kids that are bullied at school mm-hmm. and, you know, um, developing that self-confidence to, again, approach someone. They may not transfer it immediately over to a person, but they are needing to approach a pony or a horse. And because as they walk into the stall, I teach them all to say, you know, hi, Pachuco, I'm coming in because mm-hmm. you certainly don't want to surprise a 500 pound animal and have them <laughs> jump sure. and, or a thousand pound animal. So you have to announce your presence. Mm-hmm. And we've even had children that are selectively mute Mm -hmm. that is they are mute by choice Mm -hmm. and when we make that requirement just for safety Mm -hmm. not for the demand of like a speech therapist which Mm -hmm. is see that that's different it's it takes the pressure off of a therapeutic situation and I used Mm -hmm. to do therapy with children also and we did the traditional therapy where you sit down at the table and you play with your flashcards and you read stories and you make it as real life as possible with mm-hmm. all your, your materials. But this is real life. Mm-hmm. And this is 
speech therapy or physical therapy or occupational therapy in the daily routine. And if you talk to any therapist, they'll say, that's where the progress happens. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen sitting at the therapy table or in the occupational therapy clinic where mm-hmm. they're swinging in, in the tire swing or rolling on the balls or whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're really doing it. They're sitting on a horse and they're developing their core strength and they're causing their back muscles to strengthen and their core strength to, um, or their core muscles to strengthen and looking forward. And so those children that have their head down because they're afraid to look at people, they bring their head up a little bit higher just for safety. And so Mm -hmm. when you take it out of the realm of, well, you have to do this because it's your therapy, children make all sorts of progress. And, and I could just go, my husband keeps telling me I need to write a book of all the little kids, all the, our little clients that have, have shown different kinds of progress in Mm -hmm. just a one lesson or a one week of camp. Mm -hmm. So it can happen, but it depends on parents like yourself Mm -hmm. that will follow up with it when they leave. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that you mentioned some of these benefits. Some of those that you mentioned, I actually had never thought of. I never thought to connect your core muscles and the way that you sit and present yourself. And like you said, it's for safety reasons, but maybe it can transfer into the generalized experience of life over time. You know, I just think that's, that's pretty special and it's something I hadn't thought about. So I appreciate you sharing that. So I want to ask you what you love about what you do. Oh my goodness. Is that a loaded question? <laughs> Is there one simple answer? <laughs> well, it's not only a loaded question, but it always makes me cry. So, oh, um, why don't you ask me a different question and I'll think about that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, we were talking about benefits mm-hmm. that you have seen with children that come and spend time at Rosie's Ranch, and you talked about the core and, uh, body functions and connecting with a, an animal and also oftentimes with another person. What other benefits have you seen that maybe weren't intentional benefits? Oh, well, we, we have a, a whole section. When we write a grant, mm-hmm. we usually fill in the unintended learning section. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a, a bigger section than the intended learning. Wow. <laughs> because of these friendships that develop Uh and um, kids will leave here and they will go out and ask their grandparents for birthday money, but not for themselves. So Mm -hmm. they, again, step outside of it's all about me and what can I get for my birthday Mm -hmm. to yes, you can give me a birthday present, but let's go to Murdoch's and, and buy some feed. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's, See what you know some of the horses need if they need a new blanket or if they just a bale of hay our hay cost is, is ex- extravagant and it's mm. always a battle and to have that unintended learning of nobody told the children that they have to go fundraise mm-hmm. um, I never say that and yet the love that they develop and the connection that they develop with the horses they all feel like I know, I know I did my job well when 
I hear the children telling their parents in the parking lot, my horse's name is <laughs> Pepsi. Yes. And the horse immediately becomes theirs. They um, they now own it. And that tells you right there that, that they have bonded with yes. the child. And not to take that for granted at all. Because anybody that has had any kind of any emotional traumatic situation, mm-hmm. they have a hard time trusting and, and bonding again. So mm-hmm. just the fact that they could do that, like after the first day of camp, mm-hmm. that they've already bonded. And um, that's one of the things that I love, because I'll jump back to the other question and see if I can do this without crying. But <laughs> it's so it touches my heart so deeply when I think I can reach out to this younger generation way before they have too much trauma in their life. I mean, mm-hmm. we all have trauma and to give them tools to equip them with, they that maybe they will be here when they're five. And I've had, now that we've been doing this for 12 years, I've had visitors come back when they're 15. Mm-hmm. And they'll go, you don't remember me, but I'm so-and-so and I was here. And is Pachuco still here? Is Dallas still here? And I remember coming here and this was my home away from home. Mm. And I never knew that at the time. They didn't say that, but I had touched them. I'd mm-hmm. gone to their heart and their soul and their core and provided them with a safe place in wow. case they needed it. Mm-hmm. And some, some, I get calls that sometimes children do need it. And yes. I, I've just got another call this morning from a therapist of a little girl who is going to be coming. So just to equip, you know, especially in, and as the world continues to get crazier and crazier, if we can give them a tool, I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's every parent's dream to keep your children safe and happy. Mm-hmm. And if we can provide them with a safe, happy place, we have a sense of community here mm-hmm. and people that come to Rosie's ranch feel like they belong mm-hmm. and they're a part of our, our family or our little community. And the more that they can help care for a horse, that's what opens the door for a community. Mm-hmm. So when they can care for, and I don't care if it's the carrying the buckets of water or scooping the poop or, or sweeping or vacuuming or feeding, but if they're caring for someone else, they're stepping outside of their their anger or their hurt, and they just have accepted us as their community. But Rosie's, I, I like that you bring up the fact that Rosie's is a place of connection and it is a place of community. And one of the things you do that actually doesn't seem on the surface like a big deal but at these camps you teach them songs that they sing together and it's so fun my daughter I mean she went last summer and she's well she's almost six but she's still she doesn't know all the words she forgot the words she keeps saying mom what are all these words again I said I have I don't know, but I'm going to ask Mary, but it's just this Rosie's Ranch song. And I think how cool is that, that these kids have that in common too, because, Mm -hmm. you know, she'll go this summer 
And I actually signed her up twice. I'm just admitting that freely here (laughs) because she loves it so much. So she's doing two weeks of Rosie's Ranch this summer. And one is with one of the weeks is with a darling little friend of hers. And I think that'll be so fun for them to have these little camp songs that they've learned together. And it's a way for them to bond even further with one another just through music, too. Yeah. and from my teaching background, you know, we, we all can sing the ABC song, right? Mm-hmm. And you can sing the ABC song until you're 99 years old. It's one of the first songs almost that you learn uh-huh. in addition to the Incy Weensy Spider. And, <laughs> and there is, again, a lot of data out there that taps into that part of the brain that mm-hmm. helps you learn. And oh, what was the name of that? I forget that program, Schoolhouse Rock or something oh, like yeah. that. Uh-huh. That had kids singing their math facts and singing mm-hmm. um, history songs and, and history dates. Well, that's the reason behind why the songs got started was to help children learn. So not only do they sing the songs as then the, the team, the Pachuco team has their song, but <laughs> they also learn horse parts because we talk about um, like, for instance, Susie's song has there there was a horse that had one white sock. We teach about the markings and Puchuco has a star and we teach about that horses with something on their forehead. It's called a star and a mm-hmm. blaze and or the color like a pinto and the breed. Uh, there was a horse that was a thoroughbred. So they play games and they sing songs and they, they don't even know it, but they're learning breeds and colors and horse markings and and horse parts Mm -hmm. and one of the other songs we sing is the head shoulders knees and toes Mm -hmm. but we changed it to pull withers back and hoof back and hoof (laughs) learn the horse parts i love it where are your withers and they all touch their neck (laughs) so they learn why the withers has to be important because it's a very important part on the horse. And if the saddle rubs the withers, your pony will be sore and possibly mm-hmm. even hurt them. Mm-hmm. And so we, we have several camp songs. And the one that is the Rosie's Ranch camp song actually is the tune from a camp song that I learned as a little girl going to camp. And so, again, we changed the words, but it's the same tune as the camp playfair when I was a little girl and we went to that camp mm-hmm. and I probably, I, you know, here I am 67 years old. And I remember that song from when I went to camp and I bonded with my tent mates. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing is, is again, that's just another way to have kids bond and feel that togetherness. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And I can tell it has a huge impact on children just from watching my own child <laughs> So, Mary, I want to ask you, how how can you be reached? How can people find Rosie's Ranch? Actually, the, the absolute best way mm-hmm. is to call us on the telephone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a landline so that we don't have to worry about the Internet because um, cell phones don't work very well out here. Mm-hmm. But um, the landline has a, an old-fashioned answering machine on it and uh, you can leave a message for us okay you can send an email mm-hmm. so the telephone number is 720-851-0927 mm-hmm. 
and you could email us, but I only read the email every morning and mm-hmm. then I don't get back to it till the next morning. Sure. And if we have a sick horse, then it might skip a day even. So mm-hmm. that's not as reliable. And mm-hmm. I know sometimes that's frustrating for this technology based setting that we're in. Like I emailed you. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. I have six horses out there and one of them colicked and I didn't get to the email. So mm-hmm. they can do that. And the course can go on our website. Mm-hmm. Yep, which is where I've been, Rosie's Ranch. And you can see all the different resources that are provided at Rosie's Ranch. And here's what I would say to listeners. Many of you don't live near Parker, Colorado. (laughs) So I thought it was fun to share Rosie's Ranch for a few reasons. Sometimes it might inspire a listener to maybe create something similar for children in your community. And the other reason is because there are other therapeutic horse ranches around the country, and it might be something you'd be interested in looking into. But if you do live anywhere in this um, Colorado area, Rosie's is just a special place. And Mary is all heart and she's fun because she's worked within this community for so long and she just understands the value of connection with our children. And that's important to her. So I just like the way it feels to be at Rosie's Ranch. I like that everyone has a place at Rosie's and I have a hunch that that was your main goal all along. <laughs> it is. And like I said, there are, are people with special needs at every level of mm-hmm. our program, uh, volunteers and in the office and at camp and our counselors during the summer. Some of them have special needs. Mm-hmm. And um, I would also welcome any parent to reach out to any horseback riding facility because the, the power of connection with an equine is is so huge. Mm-hmm. And I, I would like to add a word of caution mm-hmm. that when parents are reaching out and, and investigating a facility, that they may ask about the teacher's uh, certification. Because just because you know how to ride a horse doesn't mm-hmm. mean you know how to teach others how to ride and how to be sympathetic to those that won't be riding like so true without special needs mm-hmm. um, when we opened rosie's ranch it within there was so much to do in the beginning mm-hmm. that after the third year i sought out um, certified horsemanship association that is a wonderful organization that provides many levels of certification for riding instructors And I took that course and became a certified riding instructor. And then I took a second course to be an instructor for for people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. And they have other courses as well in stable management. And you could go on their website as well. And that's Mm -hmm. Mm CHA.org. And there are other organizations that certify instructors. Uh, PATH is another one. I would highly recommend parents seek that out so that they can be assured that the facility, the instructor has some background knowledge on how to teach children, not just how to teach riding. Sure. I'm really 
glad that you shared that because that's something I wouldn't have known. And I, I think I just naturally was drawn to Rosie's when I came and had a tour and we fed and brushed the horses and things. And I asked questions there, but I didn't think to ask that question. And so I'm glad that you shared that with me. And I'm also happy to know that you've done those certifications. <laughs> so thank you so much, Mary, for being with me here today. Well, thank you, Michelle. This is, uh, I, I'm, embarrassed to admit my very first podcast. I love it. (laughs) I'm I'm really excited that we're doing this and that our community has this opportunity now to learn about Rosie's Ranch, uh, not just by seeing, but by also listening because that Mm -hmm. will tap into a different part of our community. Mm -hmm. It's true. So thank you so much. And for those of you that are listening, you can also find me on navigating.the.spectrum. Thanks for being here.